0: what's up you magic folk welcome back to this week in mtg your aggregate news source for all things magic the gathering but this is not your aggregate news episode this is an interview episode with the band planeswalker again sozos and jason join us and talk about their kickstarter that they're launching for their band which will be announced today when you're listening to this episode so go check the links in the description down below and enjoy the episode welcome
1: to this week in mtg with your hosts matt olson jb and danny Oakstad.
0: in this in this, in this podcast we're going to be talking about you guys' kickstarter and i am hyped for it
2: yeah dude um i know it was kind of briefly talked about it last time but we're pretty excited and uh you know, it's only been two days since we've officially announced it, but already the traffic's a little better than I was expecting. I mean, I know, like, you know, I, I, I guess Helium Prime's, like, a, a decent-sized band. We're not, like, big by any means, but, so. But the, you know, I still, you know, kind of piggybacking off of that, that's not really too much to push. So I just wasn't sure, like, how well we would do with, uh, you know... We, we literally we don't really have a following i mean we have like the one song but you know people seem pretty stoked about a magic themed band which i kind of felt like it they would be i mean who you know any any magic fan i feel would be excited about it so like i was telling Sozo, so i was kind of hoping i was like dude if we can get like 50 pre followers before we launch on monday i'll be stoked and I think last I checked, we're at seventy-two or seventy-three, so that's cool. Congratulations! Yeah, dude. So again, it's not it's not huge, but when my goal was fifty, that's that's good.
0: <laughs> hey, man, those numbers wow. are big numbers. Uh, so yeah. that that's good, and especially meeting the goal that you had for yourself, that also makes it feel way better. To
2: be honest, I'm just always nervous doing a Kickstarter because I just really never know what to expect and. It's almost like, you know, it's one of those, okay, so if this doesn't work, then what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and so it, there's just always a nervous feeling. Um, so it's good when, the, oh, we're at 74. I just looked. yay. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's always nervous because you never know what's going to happen. Could go really well, it you go really bad, who knows?
0: So uh, how many Kickstarters have you set up? before
2: I've done three and they've all been successful but the the last Helium prime one I did was the only one I would consider like that was like oh wow this was really good like it actually did so so much better than I expected that like we actually uh, even with all the money we made I still had to come out of pocket for a lot of the merchandise because I underestimated shipping costs and how much orders we'd actually get. Um, so that was like a, it was like, Oh, this sucks. But it was also a very nice surprise. Like, okay, so we did way better than I was guessing. And the other two we've done, and that's what I kind of think of too, because like I did a Kickstarter for Dire Apparel years ago. And that's when like, you know, I didn't have any quote following. I'm not saying I have a following, but like I didn't really have anything going on, and that was still successful. And that wasn't even based around like a big thing like magic. So I'm sure we'll be fine. But like I said, I I still get nervous because you just never know.
0: You, you you're putting your foot out there, and you're putting yourself out there and stuff. And it's like, how is this gonna get received? Yep. There's always that uh, inkling in the back of your head. Know.
2: You know, thankfully Sozos has been writing awesome music and people have seemed to be enjoying it. So we're off to a good start. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So let's uh, officially jump into this. Uh, Jason, Sozos, you guys want to introduce yourselves to people who may not have listened to the first episode, uh, our first interview with you guys, and tell them who you are and what you do and, I guess, why you're here right now.
1: Yeah. Uh I'm
2: Jason Ashcraft. Um, I am the guitarist of Planeswalker and eventual co-songwriter. Just haven't written anything yet, but <laughs> eventually. <laughs> um, I guess I am the founder of the band. But you know, one thing I'm really have really been liking the dynamic with Planeswalker is how much of like an equal thing it's been between Sosa and I. It's been very different for me, but it's it's been something I think I needed. <laughs> for sure so uh,
1: anyway yeah so
3: definitely. um so, uh, I'm, so this is michael i the lead vocalist and uh currently the only songwriter jason and no uh, <laughs> shots um, fired i, I did the songwriting for um the our next release and um yeah i i used to be in in helium prime as their lead vocalist but things didn't work out um back then mainly due to you know uh like we're too far away from from each other i mean i'm I'm based in cyprus jason is based in the us um so things didn't work out but uh uh, jason had this great idea um to write music about a thing he's very passionate about and i had no idea about and we just went with it. Um, and now we, we are here in, in the podcast to just generally talk about our music and our Kickstarter, which, which launches on Monday, the 15th of February. Uh, yeah.
0: I am planning to spend all day to edit this episode to make sure it goes up, hopefully, uh, Sunday night or Monday morning. So it'll come out are at the good? same time that you guys officially launch the Kickstarter. Oh, cool. Awesome. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah.
2: But uh, yeah, man, it's, it's it's been fun, and you know, kind of talking to a few other colleagues of mine. I've been saying like this has been really cool. Way less pressure for me, and um, having that huge uh, dynamic of songwriting that Soso does—that's way different than mine—has actually like it's been challenging, not in the sense that. His stuff is like impossible for me to play, but it's just not what I write. So it's, it's like making me come out of my box and I really like that and it's really fun. So, but it's been really cool. Yeah.
0: So with uh, stuff that Sozos has written in your new Kickstarter song that you guys just released, what was one of the things that kind of in, in that song got you out of that box then?
2: Well, uh, dude, just honestly, like everything about this new song, like maybe not the chorus. Like I feel like I've written a chorus like that, you know, but it's just power chords. So whatever. But um, the pre-chorus for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of it has almost like a renaissance kind of feel to it. And that's something that I don't write. You know, I'm very riff heavy, um, more American power metal style. So and it's got like this, you know, six, eight, feel to most of the song. And um, very, like I said, very Renaissance very medieval to it. Very perfect for magic, you know. And again, that's not stuff I write. So, and that, this song, actually, this single was one of the ones that I kind of picked up on easily. But funny enough, and I haven't even told Sosa this, this, this is his first time hearing it. We have this one song, The Spark. And I don't know why, but the verse has been like, throwing me off hardcore uh and it's again it's not even that it's hard but i instinctively want to do something else than what he's written so every time i'm playing it my muscle memory is just like kicking in and i'm doing this so it's like oh this is what i would do but it's completely different and so i don't want to do that because i really like what he wrote but it's almost just like i get in the zone and then my fingers just like no i'm gonna go this way um and so <laughs> yeah. it's it's been really, it's been like, again, it's like, it's not that it's hard as impossible for me to do it. It's just like, I instinctively want to do something else. And that's what's making it a little tricky for me.
3: Um, I think what is doing it is, is mostly because we had different um, music we listened to growing up.
4: Uh, I don't yeah. know.
3: Uh, yeah, about, about like US-based metal oh generally about metal that Jason, I think, used to listen to is there's a lot of it like 95% of it is 4-4 or at, like at least yeah, that's, yeah um, and uh, <laughs> a lot of music here um, metal that I listen to is still mostly 4-4 but like lots of ambient music that I uh, not ambient like music that I hear on the radio or like Greek music and Cypriot music that's a lot weirder in terms of time signatures so we have like nine eight, five, four, uh like seven, eight, but we have some weird stuff and um some of it leaked into placewalker, <laughs> Planeswalker, I guess. Not in the sense that it's like folk music from Cyprus, but um the the weirdness that of the rhythm, some of it got in there. It definitely did. Which I think is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um but like
2: I said it's it's been really I've actually really loved it because it's like all right, cool. This is, you know, because for up until this point, like each project I have, I write 99% of everything. So I just eventually it's just like, oh, yeah, that that sounds like Jason, you know. So this has been good to force me to, you know, and then unfortunately, uh, you get in your comfort zone, you know, and I'm, you know, it's pretty obvious that I have a comfort zone because you hear <laughs> helium prime songs and you're like, oh yeah, that that definitely sounds like helium prime, you know. Um, so doing this has been nice because it's like not in my comfort zone, so it's a little scary, but it's also really fun. And you know, I'm, you know, I'm usually rhythm in my bands because again, I grew up like, uh, you know, very much into rhythm players like James Hetfield, um, and you know, con Controversial things aside, right now, uh, John Schaefer was a big influence on me growing up, and uh, it's a very rhythm heavy stuff. And so, one thing that's been cool with Planeswalker is it's like forcing me uh, to get a little more lead heavy because Sozos writes very lead heavy stuff, whereas I'm a very chuggy, riff heavy kind of guy. And that's, I think, our biggest difference um, that I've been noticing. Um, and it could be, you know, sure. Sozos could do it, but I like the challenge. Like I want to take this on and hopefully adapt some of that to my future writing, you
0: know. In summoning sickness, your guys' demo, there's a lot of leads and stuff that was written in there. Like you both each had your own part, right? If I'm not mistaken. Where uh for at least looking from the music video, like Jason, you were playing one like solo yourself and then Sozos, so you went off and doing that was, am I, am I, correct in remembering that or?
2: Well, so again, that goes back to what I was saying is where, you know, Sozo still wrote all those, um, and actually, you know, spoilers, to everybody, that entire recording is actually Sozo. Uh, and I'm just playing it for the music video. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I, now that being said, I will be playing the actual lead, Besides his guitar solo on the EP, so okay. I'll be re-recording everything. But for the sake of the of that video and just to get something out, I just I'm just playing along to it, and I do actually know it. Everybody, I know how to play it, <laughs> so, but it's not actually my guitars you're hearing there. And uh, you know, but we wanted to get something out, and it was kind of funny because I told Soso to just do a a vocal video and. He was like, oh, yeah, I could, I could do the guitars and stuff, too. And I was kind of like, hey, is it cool if I do it? Like, I feel like I, want, I need to do something.
4: <laughs>
2: like, uh, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just lucky that I'm the one who plays Magic or I don't know what I'd be doing here right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, so, yeah, so, um, but I, like I said, I did not grow up a lead player. So, yes, I can play those more simple leads, but, like, that solo he does, I I I couldn't play that, um, and um, you know it's actually it's quite funny because to be honest, was, like when you were in Helium Prime, I had no idea you could actually play guitar the way you do. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, I
3: never needed to. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, but
2: yeah, so I'll be doing other than the main guitar solo, I'll be doing all the guitar parts on the actual EP.
0: So uh, sozos, with you. Going, uh, making, summoning sickness. Can you tell us a little about uh, what what is going on in there? Like the story behind summoning sickness and, and stuff like that. Oh
3: boy! Right. <laughs> uh, okay, interesting question. So, summoning sickness. Um, when I started writing it, I I didn't know what the song would be about, which is atypical for the for our EP because. Jason gave me an outline of stuff I could write about and uh, like uh, like maybe the spark, maybe a few characters here and there, maybe a few storylines. But when I wrote it, I didn't have a clear idea what this is going to be about. Um, And what I was inspired by was um, a a fantasy novel that I was reading at the time, which is um, part of the Malazan Book of the Fallen, which is like a uh, a pre- pretty well-known fantasy novel for p- people that read fantasy, but not other, not very well-known otherwise. Uh, and like, I was really intrigued by the desperation of fighting a battle that you know you are going to lose. Uh, and it, it was like a, a very interest, like sentiment to me, and I wanted to like translate that musically. And so, what what is going on in the song is essentially like two armies, like a defending and attacking army. And um, it is implied that the attacking army is like is way more uh, has like lots more uh, people with it and more um, like uh, fanaticized, not fanaticized, uh, but like it's more they're more aggressive, let's say, and the other ones just want to live their lives and just keep keep their um, home for their children. And this is like the conflict in this song. Um, that said, uh, we have this song on Kickstarter as a perk. Uh, somebody could just go and grab it and just pick something more specific from the magic like universe, like a, a, a theme or a story. And we will, if that perk is taken, we will write about that instead of what we have here. Because what I did write is fantasy inspired, but it is not actually like and doesn't have something specific to do with magic. Uh, the title "Summoning Sickness" was an idea that Jason had after the fact, after I wrote the song, and he was like, "Oh, you know what? This sounds like it sounds like, like two cards that just w- were just placed now, and they don't yet they can't yet like do anything because of the Summoning Sickness, which is a concept in the game, if I'm not mistaken." Yep.
0: Yes.
1: All right. Yeah. So that's
3: why he's oh, so, cold. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. We yeah. Well, more specifically there, I, uh, we didn't have a title and we had to put the demo out I was like, shows us we need a title? And then, so I was like, I was like, Oh, it's just called summon sickness because it's like we were releasing this to announce the Kickstarter pre-launch
4: mm-hmm. and then the
2: Kickstarter comes out Monday. So to me it was like, yeah, it's like playing your creature. And then, the next rotation, your next turn, will actually be the launch of the Kickstarter. Ooh. So, summoning sickness.
0: Because <laughs> we didn't have a
2: title. So, I was like, we need something. But actually, describing that story, it kind of fits. Like, the whole battle scenario. Like, it, you know, so, we'll just go with that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so like Sosa's is saying, uh, one of our perks will be, because as we mentioned the song, you know, if you watch the video, it does say on the video that the song will be reworked. So the idea is, um, since, so this didn't have a clear idea for it yet, he actually came. I'm pretty sure with you, you you came with the idea to like, what if we let someone choose what we write about? So basically someone can choose a perk and tell us like, I want you to write about this specific story in magic. And so he'll rework the lyrics to fit whatever story someone chooses.
0: That's really intense. That, I, I like that idea as a perk. That's, yeah. that's also going to show like you guys' uh, ability to f- uh, flex your creativity of taking the, a, a story that you guys, well, I mean, you'll, you'll clearly will prep up on that. So, I mean, I guess, but you know, just like an idea that somebody else came to you and you got to make a song about it. I think that's, I think that's a really cool perk.
2: Right. And um, yeah, it is kind of cool because it's different when you write it and because, like Sozo said, like I give him some ideas, like oh let's do this, let's, let's do that. So he'd kind of read up on it, and so I, I, I could be wrong, but I, I would imagine like the story would inspire the music, you know. But in this situation, if someone comes to us, you know, uh, and like I want you to write about this, now Sozo has to be like, okay, how do I, pro- how do I get this story across with this music? It's, it's like opposite,
3: you know. Well yeah to, to be fair um if someone comes to us with a, a story from magic that does not directly inspire like it, that doesn't look like it fits with the music we will rework the music so that it it has more of that tone so i i would i would hope that a person that chooses this the, the theme n- uh, like has listened to the song and realizes like what is how the song flows and he was going to be like or he or she's gonna be like, um, oh, this would have been a great feat for this story, and that's why they would give us the song and not just pick something that's like doom and gloom and yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Summoning sickness is not gonna become the Eldrazi song.
3: <laughs> yeah, no.
1: We we got that we got that taken care of. Yeah. It it could possibly yeah. be the Soren song. Ooh, <laughs> with Avison.
2: Hey, you guys can uh go find that first, <laughs> No. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be whatever you want
0: well I'll, def- I'll definitely be jumping in on the kickstarter tomorrow uh, so with talking about the kickstarter you guys want to dive into like what is in there like the the songs the albums your guys guests that you have on there as well is that something that you want to talk about here
2: yeah man uh, shoot let's see I'll take some of it so let could take some of it uh, so if you go first man whatever you want to talk about
4: um, I'm and, then and then I'll
2: follow.
3: It. <laughs> all right. Um, so, well, okay. So the 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 EP is going to have five original songs and one cover. And all of those five songs, four, four of them is just like uh, me on the vocals. Uh, and one of them, we have those three additional guests that Jason already posted about. And I, I believe because he knows them uh, better than I do, he, he will talk about them later. And we also have a cover uh, <laughs> planned out, uh, although we, we haven't um, really uh, started that um, yet. But uh, Jason, what is the, what is the cover? Uh, uh, a million to one by Kiss. A million to one by Kiss. Yes. So that's the that's the cover that is planned. I, I didn't know the song at the time that Jason told me told me this, but uh, yeah, um, uh, that's a that's a great one. Um, and what else? I don't know. Jason, please uh, take over take over, and I'll jump in. Okay.
2: Yeah, sorry, I thought you were going to talk about the perks, but it's okay. Um, So, (laughs) yeah, like Sosa's mentioned, so um, one of the songs we're doing is the Oath Oath of the Gatewatch uh, story arc. Um, And that's something I've wanted to do since, like, the beginning of starting this project. And so um, we're going to have, you know, one of my closest friends, Heather Michelle. She's also a former vocalist of Alien Prime, so... You know, they may leave the band, but damn it, they still work with me somehow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Keeping the um, connections.
2: Exactly. So, so she's going to be playing Chandra and I believe right. Um So originally the plan was to have just the four original Gatewatch characters. Um, but those didn't feel like he could tell the story with just those four. So he kind of had everybody play two parts. And then we have another good friend of mine who is probably a, a more familiar name, but Brittany Slayes from Unleash the Archers will be playing uh, Nissa, and I forget who else is, who else is she playing?
3: Uh, it's Nissa and Tazri.
2: Okay. Nice. Um, and then another good buddy of mine, um, he goes by, everyone calls him Rav, but his name is R.A. Voltaire. he just got that really cool name. Uh, he's playing Gideon. Um, dude's just like, um, once you hear it, you're like, yeah, this dude's Gideon, man, for sure. <laughs> like, uh, is he playing someone else too? I
3: can't remember. He, he's also in a, in a minor role for like the, 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 you know, Tazri is a uh, curse because she, she killed, uh, something uh, analogous to an angel when she was younger. Yep. And that's, that's a curse that like was... Uh, was on her for for twenty years until what happened in all of, of the Gatewatch, and then it was lifted. And he's playing the. the there's like a small flashback scene, or well, that, that's in the story as well. But he's the the angel that she killed. There you go. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, and then of course, Sozos uh, will be playing Jace. You know, I just. So this is very Jace to me, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> the little, the wizard maid, you know. Um. And then who else are you playing,
3: Um Also, well, um, the the first thing in 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 the story is um, I'm trying. Okay, this is embarrassing, but I, I forgot the name of the character. I, I wrote so so many lines. I recorded so much stuff about her, but I forgot her name.
2: I actually forgot too, right? So as you can tell, everyone listening, we are magic posers, so don't buy our album.
0: <laughs> rip, rip us apart here, guys.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> we, don't, we don't know magic. We enjoy magic. Uh, we don't know magic.
2: You know, <laughs> this is a good time for me to throw the disclaimer that even though I have started a magic themed band, I do not claim to know everything in magic. So don't, don't try to test me, because I'll, I'll fail.
0: Oh, we're right there with you. We, we, yeah. we may start a um, podcast, but our knowledge <laughs> yeah. pales compared to so, just anybody. Yeah. Probably.
3: So the name is Kiora. Sorry. Ah, uh, Kiora. Yeah, sorry. If, if that's a well-known character, if that's like the Jesus of magic, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, but, no, no. Um, fine, yeah, I, I'll, be playing, yeah, I'll, I'll be playing the role of Jace and Kiora, which is... Uh, like I mean, it's it's a female character, but I felt that Obnixilis is a much better fit for Heather, which like ha- does some killer growls and uh, like harsh vocals, and yeah. that gave me more the vibe of Obnixilis. So I, I took the role of Kira.
2: Heather was actually here today, and we tracked all her vocals. And yeah, dude, it sounds awesome. So uh, very chilling. And you know, I thought again, like Heather to me was just perfect for chandra because she's got that just chandra like sassy attitude you know <laughs> so um so really the casting i felt for all these all the people is just perfect um you know britney really gives me a nissa vibe and like i said uh if you guys ever check out ravenist which is rab's band he just has this big voice like very just again very giddy and you know you see a if you, if you hold up a planeswalker card of Gideon and you listen to rap sing, you're like, Oh yeah, I, I can see that being Gideon behind the vocals. You know? So,
0: <laughs> well, I'm definitely putting that on my uh, Spotify playlist to listen to next.
2: Nice. <laughs> um, and then as far as in the Kickstarter itself, you yeah, know, I'm pretty excited. Obviously, you know, we're going to have an exclusive t-shirt that you can only get through the Kickstarter. I think that's just, that's one of those staples. Like you got to do it. Right. Yep. Um, and then we'll have a T-shirt of the EP cover, which, funny enough, the, the EP cover was was originally drawn to be the Kickstarter exclusive T-shirt. But the art's just so cool, man. We were just like, nah, I'll just make this the EP cover, dude. It's just it's simple, but it's, it's beautiful. Um, and so that ended up becoming the EP cover, and I quickly came up with a, another design for a Kickstarter shirt that I think looks pretty cool. And I, I think Magic fans will appreciate it. It's sort of our own, our own symbol that I designed for the group. But it's uh, like a, it, it's like a, it looks like a mythic rare from a card kind of symbol. But the the design is what's unique. And then we're gonna play mats and card sleeves because we're a Magic fan, right? So
1: gotta have it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> gotta
2: have it. Uh, and then yeah, then we'll have the basic digital download. Uh, you get a physical copy, uh, a poster, all that kind of cool stuff and then you know one thing I'm doing that I hope goes over well I thought it'd be kind of cool I added a perk in there that is essentially I called it EDH showdown and anyone who contributes to that perk I'm going to design a uh, a a t-shirt just for that perk um, for anyone who does it but then basically uh, I want the whoever does that perk they're going to get the exclusive shirt and then we're actually going to set up some online streamed uh, EDH games with me um, all together and stuff. So, and then I'll put I'll put everyone's name on it who did the perk, like on the shirt and everything. And some some kind of like fashion, some like showdown, like you know, match fashion kind of thing. I think that'd be kind of cool. So again, I think it'd be fun. Hopefully, people are into it like I am.
0: Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Jason, are you like a graphic artist as well? Then, like, is that like a, uh, a secondary thing that you do? Because you're talking about oh. designing the the shirt and.
2: Oh, sorry, sorry. I'll pay someone to design the shirt. <laughs> he's, yeah, okay, he's no, just I'm... the
1: guy with the ideas. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yes, that's... <laughs> yeah. I just
2: come up with the ideas and other people do them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I will. I'll have uh, someone else make the shirt.
0: So, all right. The uh, the current Kickstarter image that you got is really good looking. Is it, I'm assuming the the flower is supposed to be the black lotus, right?
2: Basically, um, it, it, it came out looking like the Black Lotus, but it's just supposed to be a Lotus because, you know, you see Lotus in a lot of mana rocks, you know, a lot of uh, just mana cards. And so, I you know, when I was trying to think of a simple design of what I could do with magic, like a Lotus just kept coming. And then, yeah, Lotus just kept coming back to my head. And then, of course, Black Lotus, the most famous magic card ever, you know, mm-hmm. Uh for, <laughs> um it just felt like people would get it right away you know they'd see that like oh yeah and then obviously we have the five colors of magic in there and then i felt like i needed a little bit more so we threw the ring on there and i'm sure any of you edh players get that reference right away you know rings of for Anyone who does or anyone who doesn't it's a soul ring yeah <laughs> um and so uh, yeah so basically we just got this floating soul ring a, a black lotus with the magic color so it's, again it's not really anything specific it's just like if I was thinking of some, you know what came to my head when I was thinking of a simple design for magic and that's the combination I came up with
0: there's definitely no doubt uh, when you look at this if, if you know Magic the Gathering it's like this is Magic the Gathering and people that just kind of even know about yeah. it it's like they'll look at it and be like is this magic? so yeah
2: and that's what I wanted. So it's like the art is still definitely ours. Like we didn't borrow a magic art piece and slap it on a t-shirt. Like the the design is definitely unique to us, but you look at it and you're like, oh yeah, that's totally magic. You know?
0: A hundred percent success Yo. nailed it on the head. And I'm excited to see this uh, special Kickstarter shirt now too, if it's going to be anything in this style. Cause this is,
2: well, again, it's, it's a little more simple. Just, Imagine a, you know, a mythic rare emblem from a card, right? So it's that on a shirt with our logo, but the emblem itself is unique. I mean, I think I can. Uh, by the time this is out, right, we'll uh, the Kickstarter will be live, so I'll just share it with you real quick. So you guys, can, you guys can see it first, man. Saw it here
0: first. Woo! Saw yeah. it here first, but everybody's gonna be hearing it the same time as it comes out. <laughs> I know, right? The magic of editing. <laughs>
3: Magic the editing.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh. oh That is beautiful. I love that magic. Uh, Do
3: that.
0: Oh, that's good.
4: Yeah.
2: So, if you think about what you're seeing, it's, it's it's like a play on the the other design. So the circle is kind of the ring, and then here's the floating whatever. But again, it looks like a mythic rare kind of set
4: symbol. Yeah, it does.
2: Um, but it's for us. It's ours. It's our stuff. Yeah. No, no
0: leaking that. Oh, Yep. Nope. You're good. Let me tell you. Unless we got someone spying on my computer. <laughs> and if that's the case, then we're then we're probably going to be in trouble.
4: So
2: I just hung up on you guys. Sorry.
0: Oh no. Oh, I'm you're back now. <laughs> to stop back.
2: sharing the screen and I uh, <laughs> close the chat. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's going to be the, on the shirt. Um, uh-oh. Oh dude! Everything oh no!
0: Apart. Oh no! <laughs> Technical difficulties on all ends now. Man, <laughs> good to know it's not all just right. JB. I <laughs> <Hey,
2: no. laughs> I just got this new camera, man. It's
0: fucking
2: fun. I was cuss on this podcast? But...
0: Oh yeah, no, you well, can yeah. cuss all you want. Like we, uh is that a
2: friendly, friendly band. This band is for thirteen and up. Uh, I think it's. <laughs> in true magic fashion,
0: right? Right. We uh, mark all the episodes explicit because, I don't know, we all got potty mouths here. Right.
5: (laughs) Right, JB? I'm probably the worst offender.
0: Yep. JB, I think you need to go into your uh, Skype settings there. I think think your microphone's coming in through your camera now that you plug that in.
5: There's that better.
0: There we go.
5: I've (laughs) been drinking. I can't drive. I'm trying to be responsible here. Yeah, Sober drive. <laughs>
0: we got those. There's thing called Uber. I don't get paid,
5: don't get paid till Friday. And, so. and Danny drove
0: over here. He could have picked you up. Nah.
1: <laughs> I almost brought the mead, too. Nice.
5: I've, got, I've got it in the fridge right now.
2: I have some friends in Oregon. Uh, they, make, they make mead. And I actually don't drink myself, but I thought it'd be cool to do some Planeswalker mead for the Kickstarter. But apparently that's not allowed. Oh. On, yeah.
5: on i would totally buy it Not yeah all, see? But...
2: yeah but you can't apparently you can't sell alcohol through kickstarter so oh. we yeah. might do it someday still i don't know um well you got you know, it you would got, definitely be a for the fans kind of thing because he was kind of told me like i couldn't really pay you guys for it but i was like eh, if you just sell it like i don't know i see it as i i you know once again, here I am making plans of those. Presents. I'm sorry, <laughs> Sozis, I'm just so used to doing it. But I see as publicity, you know,
1: <laughs> free advertisement. Um,
2: but um, I thought that would have been kind of cool because again, it kind of fits magic and you know, all that stuff. I guess I don't know. But
1: well, it definitely fits Skull time.
2: Yeah, right. Actually, you know, this is like perfect timing because they, you know, magic was really pushing like metal with. Kelheim. Yep. Uh, so what a good time to put to really push this project.
0: Yeah. No. Th- th- this does seem like great timing, and yeah. I hope that it just keeps going with Kelheim and stuff. People seem to love Kelheim as well. So you get you get I, in I, there I, in the right place.
1: Ask JB if he likes Kelheim. It
2: it's a, a
0: legit said. I love it. It's I just. Cool. Said,
2: uh, I think Matthew, you were there earlier when I when I pulled all my boosters.
0: Yeah. I saw that you uh, opened up that uh that Velky there. God that Velky's a beautiful card. Uh yeah. let me just
5: say that's a stupid card. I hate <laughs> that card, and I wish it either gets errated or banned.
1: You you don't hate Velky, you hate the guy on the backside, so stop. Yes, and I
5: hate that you can cascade into him on turn two. Stupid.
2: Uh, let me look them up here. Why do you hate them? They're just really good. I didn't really read it all that well. Yeah, Tybalt's so, on the
1: is pretty
5: good. Yeah, the backside is a 7-mana Planeswalker. But because yeah, I'm reading it right now.
2: Yeah, yeah.
5: Be- Because it's a modal card, you can Cascade into it, and it, it triggers off of the front card, which is a 2-mana cost. Oh! Yeah! So you can cheat it out, and you can cast the backside of it through Cascade without paying its mana cost. So you can drop a seven drop planeswalker, turn two, or turn one if you have a simian spirit guide out. That's and cool. not only does it, it it's a seven mana planeswalker, but then it, it you automatically get the emblem right yeah, away.
2: I, I did notice that. That's dope.
5: It's so stupid. <laughs> so stupid because then they exile your cards, okay? They can use your lands, because it's play, not cast, it's play. So they can exile all your cards off the top of your library, play your lands, play your cards against you. Like, they were using my creatures against me.
4: <laughs> oh, did someone
2: replay really this against
5: you? Oh, no, I've, I've been trying to to um, qualify for the Mana Traders event this month oh, okay. on Magic Online. And the last four decks in a row I played against were this stupid five-color Tibble crap, where they're just cascading into Tibble, and then they just use your cards against you. So stupid... God. And I was playing my Boggle deck, and they were using my my core Spirit Dancers against me, and all my enchantments <laughs> that they were exiling against me. And I'm like, "This is stupid. Like, why am I finally
2: Boggle again? gets like... wrecked?" Dude, oh. you guys, this reminded me uh, when something completely backfired on me. You guys know, I'm sure you all know that combo of Knowledge
0: Pool and Safari. Uh, yeah. I love it. Right, so I a, hate you're it. You're gonna be just like yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. But uh, okay. So
2: <laughs> in my bridge deck, deck, I tried to pull it off just because I, you know, I was like, I want to try this. So I, I got it, I got it out, and I was all cocky, like, yeah, this game's mine. But uh, my buddy had a card out that he could pay mana to deal damage to creatures, you know? Yeah. And it was yep. already out, But so he just killed the fairy, and now like I was like stuck in the loop with everybody else. So I was just like, fuck. <laughs> so that's the one and only time I use Knowledge Pool and uh Yeah dude. That card.
0: We got a we got a friend that we've played with that is all for uh Knowledge Pool to Fairy, Eye of the Storm style combos and after playing against that several times it's like okay, we get it. You love this combo. <laughs> right. I don't yeah, I
2: don't think I know Eye it. of the Storm.
0: Let me look it up real quick. It is, is
2: Cut that part out. I have to know every card or
1: people
0: <laughs> won't take me seriously. Jason yeah. Nascraft, serious magic player. Never question yeah. him. <laughs> I know like, everything. It just takes him like five seconds to Google it up real quick, so be patient, right?
5: <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, on the, the worst part about that Tybalt stuff is I switched it up in the last two games I played Rack. <laughs> and they used oh. my discard against me. <laughs> oh no! I'm so mad. I'm like, I'm supposed to be making you discard cards. What is this?
2: Yeah, that's the worst, man.
0: <laughs> oh, it's terrible. JB is our re- uh, our resident competitive player. If if you couldn't tell, <laughs> he gets.
2: <laughs> he- he- I finally <laughs> built one uh, competitive deck just because I wanted to have. it. I just want to say I have it. So. Other than that, you know, all all casual. But uh, someday I want to get into competitive, so I might have to get some tips from you, man.
5: Right, play boggles. It's fun. Everybody <laughs> hates it.
1: Okay. <laughs> Even JB hates it. No, I love it. That's
5: my favorite deck.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, eventually, guys, we gotta, you know, we gotta break that Magic carry for Sosa and. Teach him a
0: game. So. Wait, if 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 Sozos is taking the mantle of Jace Bellerin, I imagine then that we can get him into a very good blue deck to no. dip his toes into the magic no. world.
5: Yeah, but, but let's make we, people hate him right away. Yes, we don't <laughs> need more
1: blue players. You stop it, Matt. We we'll, have we'll, just, we'll just give him the easy deck, the model red deck.
5: There you go. Yeah. He, he, yeah.
1: Can, he can play my model red uh modern deck.
0: Sozos, so you're all you down for fantasy. Have you ever wanted to throw lightning bolts from your hand?
3: Ooh. Yeah, in Dungeons & Dragons settings, I often play Wizards, so yeah, that wow. sounds good. Yeah, see? Okay, ne- this is kind of like that on cardboard. I yeah.
0: never I never uh, <laughs> asked this last time, but Dungeons & Dragons, do you both play Dungeons & Dragons? I don't,
2: but I want to someday, so see Sozo, I'll I'll teach you magic. Do you teach
3: Yeah. Well, I I used to play before COVID. Uh, I used to like uh, have um, sessions, um, both like uh, longer ones and one shots. Um, I sometimes I I was a dungeon master. Sometimes I wasn't. But yeah, I, like uh, that was a frequent thing for me. Now, now it's a, it's a lot more difficult uh, with um, Skype or. Or other stuff is not the same, but yeah, I did yeah.
2: used to play. No, trust me, man. Like, you know, I'm sure you guys can agree. But playing Magic online, I mean, I'd rather do that than nothing. But it's not the same as an in-person game. It's yeah.
0: just hundred percent. We're we're all on this. We've we've had this conversation plenty of times. It's <laughs> like people are like, yep. Magic is cardboard. Magic is dead. We have arena. No one's gonna want to play in person anymore. It's like you're forgetting the fact that people actually do like to play in person. Right. I yeah, love so to see right. the tilt on their face.
2: <laughs> the only time, the only time I use arena is when I'm introducing a friend to magic. Cause I feel it's the easiest way. Um, right. because you know, even, you know, arena won't let you do an illegal move. Right. Um, so even if they're kind of confused, it's like, Oh, well, cause you can't do that. You know, um, other than that, dude, I don't, yeah, no thanks. I, I'll play. I'd rather play with my webcam if I have to. And it's just, I don't know. You Yeah, you know, put so much heart and soul into your own decks. Like these are our babies.
5: Right, right.
0: Play Arena. <laughs> all the yeah. glitters is not
5: gold. Exactly. But all that glitters is another ethereal armor.
0: There you go. Uh, oh, well,
1: I love this Nvim moment we're having right now.
0: There's, it's it's gold. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't uh I've I've us been I've one. been
1: waiting to say it for like last 5 minutes, but I just like I'm just going to
0: go. So so were you being polite now that we have yes, guests? I was. On? Oh, <laughs> oh, not no, nah, I see. So it's for insane. us not to get yelled at, we just got to have people on Basically, floor. basically. Okay. Okay. No. Da- oh. da- Danny's the so strategy you
2: say on. that. I think I think Sosa's first color combination should be red blue.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. Wizards, yeah. wizards, lightning <laughs> bolts. You get the you get the oh. best of both worlds there. <laughs> Honestly, you, I... might,
5: you might as well just tell him to build Arc Phoenix. Let's teach
4: him will, <laughs> guys. Yeah.
0: Go
5: with Rakdos instead. Oh, no, yeah. Green white, green white. That's where it's at. All
0: right. <laughs> okay, we, we, we were talking I have no about. I don't
3: know what you guys are talking about.
0: <laughs> oh, you will. Sozis, so you're going to come back and listen to this and be like, I now understand each and everything that they told me because now I have gone down the is it path. I'm a, I'm a we red blue mage. You're
3: going to be like, ooh, foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: or. Dude, we're foretelling.
3: Storytelling here, man. Ooh, he doesn't get it. <laughs> I, I, did, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I'm going to
0: get it.
1: You are. We're, we're, just, we're just morphing to different topics right now. Oh my gosh. Ooh, I see
0: <laughs> what you did there. Uh, this is happening. Yeah. And, and so this is like. Ugh. Careful. Your speech might affect us all.
2: He's just like, hey guys. Oh, my, my laptop's dying. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, going
0: through tunnel. <laughs> there
2: you go. Oh,
1: man.
0: Right. we were uh, we were talking about the Kickstarter
1: there
2: so. okay, I, think I, I think I was done with that so yeah the guest guest musicians uh, the perks uh, you know choose a, choose a theme, a song theme um, play some play some EDh with me get a cool shirt I don't know man whatever whatever you want
0: so I gotta know what what was the official decision to choose uh, uh, a million to one? As, as the cover song, per se?
2: Honestly, I don't know. And it's funny, because I've, I've had a few others since then to bring up to show this, but that's my problem with covers, is I change my mind all the time. Because I'm be like, ooh, I want to do that one. Ooh, I want to do that one. Um, I'm a big Kiss fan, but um, I actually really love like the 80s Kiss, dude. Like the the no-makeup Kiss, to me, dude, that's just, just awesome. And... You know, everyone knows Love Gun, everyone knows Detroit Rock City. And don't get me wrong, I like the song, too, but I thought it'd be cool to do an 80s tune. And I asked him if he was cool with it, and he said, yeah. So I sent him, like, three, three songs I wanted to do, and I was basically just like, you know, whichever one you're feeling the most, um, and that's the one he said. And it's, it's got a cool sound that I think, you know, I've, I've been kind of tweaking with it. Like, those said, we haven't started working on it together, but I have been working on it musically. Uh, I've drop tuned it to be into our tuning. You know, if you're going to do a cover with metal, you got to drop tune it. That's just how it is. Um, so drop tuned it, and um, you know, we're going to beef up the drums a little bit. And you know, I just imagine, you know, I'm sure Sozos will take some vocal liberties and add some cool stuff in there. Um, so I, just, I think we can add some cool stuff and make it our own. So um, yeah. I don't really, you know, the honest answer is I was, at the time, that's the song I was feeling. <laughs> and so this was cool with it. So here we are.
0: <laughs> Good. The answer is any. and saw a kiss and I'm like, interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, I, don't, I, I always feel like kiss is an interesting topic. It's always like 50, 50, man. I, I meet people who are like off oh, kiss, but then I meet people who are like, oh yeah, kiss is awesome. Uh, I just I don't know I've I've always liked them I think they're fun um, you know they're yeah dude their music's not the most genius songwriting in the world but to me Kiss kind of is one of the bands that shows like dude the song doesn't have to have crazy time signatures to be good I'm just kidding so <laughs> but, yeah.
5: I mean but uh back then was anything really the greatest decision ever right <laughs> um,
2: those boots were for sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I don't know. Yeah, I've just I've always liked them. I always think they're they're a fun band. You um, know, if I really really had to choose a Kiss song, uh, I think Creatures of the Night would be a great choice to cover. But again, um, you know, Ice first covered it, and not that anyone but me would probably know that. But since they were such a big influence on me feel like it's too much of an obvious movie. So I didn't do that one. But that's probably their most metal song for sure. I think. I don't know. I
5: don't know. I think a metalized version of uh, Beth would be pretty cool. I would. That would be cool. Maybe on the next. Yeah. There, you, there you go. There you go.
0: Thinking ahead of the next EP already.
2: Planeswalker does kiss, dude.
0: That's oh, it. right? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. There you go.
5: Next album, the Kiss of the Planeswalkers.
3: Hey, uh... Yeah, and this is just the first step because before we become like a, a Kiss cover band, <laughs>
2: <laughs> started out as a Magic theme somehow. Yeah,
3: a cover band. I don't. It's just don't... a footnote in history that we started with Magic: The Gathering, and then we made our own path uh, playing Kiss. There you go. We, re- we realized
2: cover bands make more money.
1: <laughs> song, so it
3: just uh, made no
1: sense. At least you don't have to rewrite your own songs, I guess. Right? Saves yeah, just, time.
3: Just, I uh, mean, that's the fun part, though.
1: Well, yeah,
0: you get to put the twist you, on it. You
1: you just you just make your two two singles an album, and everything else is just covers.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Put a single and EP,
2: and then we just do covers from here on out. Yep. <laughs> I like it. Easy, man. I'm tired of just tired of doing things the hard way. That's
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> so, with your guys' EP, what is the the song that you're most excited about? I remember last time we were talking, there is uh, there was there's going to be one song that has like lame is feels to it. Is, oh yeah, that
3: was the summoning sickness.
0: That's the summoning sickness. Yeah. Okay, man, I really yeah. should probably listen to lame is now, just to see if I can catch that. <laughs>
3: Okay. So uh, well, uh, the the part that I think really reminds Jason of Lemis is uh, is the pre-chorus, which is I think uh, starts in a similar melody as the bridge part of um, I uh, I dreamed a dream I had a dream,
4: you know I, you know the one yeah yeah
3: Bec- because it goes but the tigers come at night that, that part is similar to the. Like the line in in our song, but it goes elsewhere after that. But uh, I think the, the three four uh, six eight feel and uh, and that together gave Jason that impression, and we oh, we had a working title of "Let Me" until like two days ago. Yeah, I could, we, we
2: couldn't put it out as "Let Me," so I had to yeah. change. It. Yeah, and that, that, yeah, that's very possible. Shoot, though, dude. Honestly, I mean both of the gatewatches by the way, I'm stoked for, dude. So Those what's really outdated. So I that one, dude. And, you know, hearing these four singers, I, I'm, you know, my favorite band is Arion. If you guys are familiar with that project. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's this guy, Ari and Anthony lucasen and, he basically, it, it's like a sci-fi metal opera, you know, and my second favorite band is Avantasia, which is another metal. So I love a lot of things, you know, um, <laughs> Which is funny enough because I'm not a singer myself, um, but I wish I could be. But I just don't have (laughs) the voice for it. So that's why I like to listen to a lot of other really good ones. But no, um, so I, I really love that kind of stuff, and you know, having just singers do parts together and weave parts in and out. I just I love it. It's probably also why I love musicals so much because there's a lot of that. So that one I'm I'm definitely most excited for. And honestly, dude, it's it's a blast to play um so that one and also i really like the spark even though i did say it was giving me a little tr- trouble um it's still super fun which you know funny enough that i say that because i think the spark out of every song on this ep feels like more of something i would write but yet it's the one that's given me for some reason the most trouble but like it feels more kind of like oh uh, yeah this, this might be something I would do, you know. Um, but again, like, I just keep wanting to go, I want to go this way, but he goes that way kind of thing, you know. And um, But that was really, really, really fun. I mean, they're all really fun, though. But again, I, I answer questions very long, so let me go back. To answer your questions, <laughs> Oath of the Gatewatch is the one I'm most excited about.
3: Yeah. Um, well, same, same for me. Um, so, the, the Oath of the Watch is uh, the, the last song that was written because it was like the the one that required the most work um, musically so i had a 45 minute medley of ideas some like thrown um that i had written at the time where we were just talking about planeswalker with jason before we even had the idea of an ep and i was like okay time to like Get all those things that sounded magic to me, the noob in magic, and bring them here, and just sort sift through them and see what fits with what and it was it started like a puzzle, which is like, okay, this is different type signature, this is a different key um and what fits together, what can change and if i I realized at some point if I just did that, it would sound like a disjointed mishmash of different songs. And so what I what I did was I, I reached like, I wrote something like five minutes of the beginning of uh, out of the Gatewatch. And then I, I was like, all right, this has to circle back on itself, like every good story and every good song. Like it has to have um, like themes from the beginning weave into the middle and come to the end. And, you know, it it, it must resemble a circle in a lot of ways. And so that's what took the most work, I think. It's like I did 15 days of, of writing and then a month of working on making it make sense from beginning to end and have character themes come up later with those characters and like having them symbolize feelings and uh, situations and the old drazi and you know all that stuff it was pretty hard to do but um it was like a great exercise in songwriting and i'm very excited to try it again with more songs because it's a very fulfilling to to be able to like listen to a song and just pick oh this thing is from that part and this thing is from that part I, i think i might I mentioned it before in this podcast (laughs) um, that I I like to have themes and uh, like leitmotifs and and stuff weaved into music and this was like a good chance to flex those muscles.
0: Yeah. Um, Is there going to be the the other parts or other songs coming out at certain times throughout the Kickstarter or how is that all going to be? You got your demo to get people to come into the Kickstarter or is there going to be like clips of songs to try and tantalize more people to come in or what do you got with that? Is there going to be previews of songs for things? Or is well, there like a roadmap.
2: We actually haven't really talked about that so I think we'll have to get back to you on that one.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, I think the only thing I can say is I did kind of bring up the idea that I might show off some riffs and videos without context you know like Mm -hmm. me just playing them on the guitar or something but we haven't actually discussed uh like official releases through the kickstarter i have my own ideas but again it's not just up to me so i'm i'm gonna wait till we can actually talk about that before we do anything like that so i don't know yeah um but we do have so you know we have things to keep the Kickstarter alive and going and exciting. I did have another idea that I don't want to put this on the spot though, uh, but he did remind me that I want to ask him about it. So I'll ask him after this interview um, that I think would be kind of fun to do. Um, and then, so I, again, so I'm, I got, I got ideas. No, I'm the ideas guy, right? It's, uh, got, got ideas. Keep going. We're going to have each singer, um, yeah, you know, I had each singer make like a little kind of video shout out that we'll share throughout the thing. Like, hi, you know, I'm Heather, I'm playing Chandra on the Tales of Magic EP. Um, even though like we already announced them, it's just like little reminders and you get to, you know, see them and they'll talk about the character they're playing and, um, you know, things like that. And then, you know, this time off the we we're only doing 30 days, but that also makes me nervous. Cause it's like, we got a month to do it. And You know, but when I did the Helium Prime one, we did sixty days because I was like, "Oh, dude, like, I don't know if thirty days is enough," and we made our goal in like two weeks, and now we had a month and a half to just sit on this money, and that's a month and a half that someone could like change their mind, you know. (laughs) Um, And it's just like, you know, when I've talked to other friends who've had successful Kickstarters, all of them are like. Do thirty days, dude. Don't do don't do two months. Because on Kickstarter you can do a, a month or two months, and everyone's told me like don't do two months. It's just too long. So you know we got plenty of stuff to kind of keep it busy for those thirty days. Yeah. And really, the you know the most important time of the
4: Kickstarter is
2: that is that first and last week. You know, is when you really want to be kind of unfortunately a little obnoxious with it. Like, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 you know. Well, you got to um, get it out there. Yeah, because usually, like, the people who are super stoked about it, they're going to they're gonna do it right away. And then you have the other people who want to do it, but they're like, oh, I got 30 days, I'll wait. You know what I mean? Um, and so, you know, in my experience, you see a bunch come in in the beginning, and then throughout the rest of it, just little bits here and there, and then at the end, is usually like the big final spike, you know. Um, we're actually not asking for a lot for this Kickstarter, like 4,500, I think is what we're asking for. So, considering, you know, the Helium Prime one, we asked for 12,000. <laughs> so, uh, this is, you know, less than half of that. So, hopefully, we'll be okay.
0: Imagine, yeah. imagine. This is gonna, this is gonna get out there. There's people that are gonna see this. People are excited. I mean, I know uh, you got, you definitely get more of the input on, on people looking at Planeswalker, and I'm assuming everyone's like, yeah, we want more. So that has to be a good sign.
1: Yeah, like I said, I mean, I
2: think, like I said, people like the, the Magic theme. Like you know, it's fun, right?
4: So
2: it's, it's a gimmick. We, yeah. People like, people like gimmicks. But, uh, but you know, one thing I've always, you know, that was just cool about it is um, we didn't go too far with it. We're not dressing up like wizards or anything. We almost did. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have remember briefly talking to someone like, dude, let's just get crazy with it. But, you know, I don't know. I just, I can't do it, like, as much as I would. And, by the way, I'm not sitting here saying, like, people who do it are, it's too cheesy. I, I love it. I love it. I just personally like. I don't have the gonads to dress up in full wizard gear and just own it, you know. Um, So, yeah. But let's um,
3: wait for a live performance. I think before we do that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, man. But I don't know where I was going with that, so I'm just gonna end it right there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh do you guys have anything else you want to 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 talk about with the the Kickstarter and stuff? I imagine we should probably get wrapping up here. I don't know about about you Jason, but you seem like probably let's see. You're uh just after midnight now.
2: Yeah, I'm good now. Now that we're talking awake. <laughs> I I was like I was tired before cuz I was like just waiting, you know, but um I'm good now. Ah uh, I don't know, man. I feel like I've said it. I've said all I need to say. Um, you know, just I hope people like what they heard so far and they'll be excited. You know, I really do think that Planeswalker has a lot of potential. Um, you know, like I said, the stuff so this has been writing has been really strong. And, you know, down the road, you know, because like I, I, I always tell Sozo's, so, you know, going back, touching on the songwriting, I do definitely want to be more involved in the future. Because I like, like you said, it's fun. I like songwriting. And, you know, we're doing a project about something I love as much as music. I would hate to never write anything for it. But, you know, the, the way this EP started is he was kind of writing some, I was finishing up stuff for Helium Prime. And, you know, he's writing these songs. And then he wrote another one. And then he wrote another one. And I was like, oh, shit, dude, just, just fuck it. Finish the EP, man. Let's do it. <laughs> but moving forward, um, we kind of discussed a little more collaboration. Um, that doesn't have anything to do with Kickstarter. Maybe I'm tired because now I have just completely forgot what I was talking about. And I went <laughs> off on a whole other thing. that, that about,
1: That's what we call a Niv-Mizzet. <laughs> right? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, anyway, so hopefully they'll like it. That's what I, ah, I remember now. So what I was getting at is, I think Sozos and I have something special with Planeswalker, and that I think as long as we can keep it going, I think it could have a really good, strong following. That's what I was trying to say. For sure. (laughs) Um, I mean, we got really good reception with the Forever Serpent, that first single, Um, and again, this thing we put out is just a demo, Uh, and again, it's not, it's not even like I'm not like what this wrote wasn't complete but as he even said like he just kind of took some inspiration from this book and he's like all right this is what we'll have for now so i feel like you know and again i could be totally wrong but it it was it was like a filler he's like yes but even with that it's great you know it's exactly um, yep yeah and so i think when he comes to actually like writing what the song is meant to have and we actually do all the recording, you know. We're, in, we're actually going to have the Helium Prime drummer, who's going to do drums. So we're not going to have programmed drums. It's just going to sound big and awesome. And but I think people will really dig it. Um, you know, I'm excited about where this project will go, for sure.
0: <laughs> I feel uh, Summoning Sickness is definitely a good uh, entrance into that. It, 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 it captures so many different sounds because it's just like a journey through each part when you go from the verse to the pre-chorus to the chorus and God, let me tell you that, that uh, double bass drum fucking gets me all the time. I love that. I mean, you got that yeah. going, uh, in, uh, is that in the pre-chorus or in the chorus when that leads up in there? It's just like when I first heard that, I'm like, Oh, I'm in.
2: <laughs> sure. It's like the chorus, Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's, what's funny too, you know, let's all keep, uh, stroking so ego here real quick but i remember like (laughs) (laughs) what's great about this song is if it feels like there's more to it than there is and now what i mean by that is before i actually like sat down to learn it it felt like it went kind of all over the place but then i was learning it and i was like oh there's actually a pretty basic structure to this song verse pre-chorus chorus chorus, verse pre-chorus you know what i mean but it's like it it feels it when you hear it, it sounds like more than that, you know? And I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but then when I actually learned it, I was like, Oh, this was very easy to learn, you know? But again, like I always say, like, you know, easy is not a bad thing. Um, some of the greatest songs ever written are easy to play. So, yeah.
0: I know when it comes to, uh, when it comes to listening to it it, it, it sounded like so many different things just in one song. It's like, is, is this another song? It's like, no, it's still the same song. And, I don't know. I thought that well, was that's, like That's or, exactly
2: that's exactly what I mean, but then like I was learning it and I was like, "Oh, that's that's this part again, but it's like the way it's done feels like a new part." I don't I don't know. It was it was kind of cool. Yeah. Cuz yeah. again like I was expecting cuz I was like, "Oh, I got to learn this so we can make the video for it." And I was like, "Shoot, okay, better get down to business." But then it turned out to be a lot easier than I was thinking. a lot more parts repeated than I thought.
3: Yeah well um this is the the first kind of feedback that I get about this song, um, which is like it's great thank you guys by the way um, uh so i i did I did write it without any like um concern about um sounding too different between chorus and pre chorus and, and verse, and I realized that they are fairly different things like the, the chorus starts like with a Kind of a marching feel that it's like the two armies building up, and then it's like a more sentimental pre-chorus, and then it goes to a hopeful chorus, and then the solo is like something that's gives me vibes of conflict and uh, like people stabbing each other. That's what I I, I visualized when I was writing it. Um, but I, I'm I'm really happy to to hear that um, you guys feel that there there is a flow to that because. It came to me with that flow as I was writing it. so that's great to hear right yeah
0: you executed it well i would say and it makes me more excited to hear the uh the the non demo version then because all the all the drums you said were just like uh da uh plugins and stuff like that right so as soon as you yeah, get yeah. as soon as you get the full yeah. band in there like I don't know was that gonna make up that's gonna make it more full robust and all those exactly
3: and also it's not gonna be like a like i'm not a drummer so i am using like a pre-structured like drum um like uh samples which are like oh this sounds interesting and this sounds something that a drummer could play so let's put that in uh like I, i didn't put too much thought in the drums because alex um the helium prime drummer is a beast And I know he's going to think like in eight levels above what I will think about drums. Anything that I write, he's going to just do better. Um, So I I left that up to him. Um, So in that way, I'm pretty sure he's going to connect everything so much better in terms of drums because that's the most different part between, I think, uh, between parts. It just changes the way it plays drums. but yeah, I'm very excited as well about the the final version of this song. Um, and overall, I think the the EP um, quality of the songs. I don't feel that there is a stronger and a weaker song. I'm very excited about Oath of the Gatewatch, naturally. But um, because I wrote everything in like like two months, I, I had written everything. And um, well, n- not not. Uh, Maybe two and a half months or or three months, but uh, they were written one after the other. I feel like it's very consistent uh, in its in in its quality um, in in the way that I expressed like the the music. So I'm very excited for you to hear it.
2: I would actually I would agree. Like when you asked what the, the one I'm
3: most excited
2: for, it's "Close the Gate Watch," but again, it's just because I'm a sucker for the you know multi vocalist kind of stuff, but. Mm-hmm. I think every I think every song is going to stand on its own for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are there any plans think, to Yeah,
2: if there is if there is a if there is a weaker song it's going to be the kiss cover. But that's okay. <laughs> that's, just, that's why it's a bonus track.
0: <laughs> covers are covers, yeah. they get a pass.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: Are there any plans or any thoughts about getting a a music video for Oath of the Gatewatch then?
2: Oh, that's another thing we haven't talked about, but...
1: Uh,
2: <laughs> I'm again, just bringing all I have, these things I have out. ideas. <laughs> it,
1: it'd, I be your, it'd be your chance to dress up.
0: There, there you go.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> there each, it is. Each person does their character um, or
1: characters.
2: I, <laughs> I think the song is too good for us to not do at least something. But again, I think we'd have to discuss some ideas. And then it would kind of come down to what can we realistically do. Because the song is is a beast. It's not a short song. So that right there is like, what do we want to do and what can we do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But I'm a big believer in videos in general. So I can almost guarantee some of the songs will at least be... I'd love to do a video for the Spark. Even if we do something kind of simple like for the Forever Serpent, uh, you know... I'd like to do a video for that. At least, you know, usually, and again, um, from from what I normally do with like Helium Prime, you know, I'll at least have a video and a lyric video, you know, um, have like one main music video and then throw out a lyric video. Um, but just always a good thing to have and they really do help kind of build an audience, you know, yeah. and it's a good way, it's a good way for people to visually kind of like get the band. And honestly, that can really change how people feel about a band or even about a song you know they watch a video and they're like oh yeah that's totally cool I've actually um, funny enough there's like a lot of pop songs that I don't necessarily want to sit at home and listen to on my headphones but if I'm watching the video and like watching the pop artists like do their thing I'm into it you know Um, like you know not to take my metal cred away, but we're, we're learning a Justin Timberlake song at work right now. I work as a music teacher and we're doing the song from Trolls, right? The Can't Stop This"
0: the Feeling. Yeah. Yep.
2: And, you know, I don't necessarily, like, sit at home without my headphones, but, like, when I watch the video, man, I, I'm into it, dude. Like, everyone's all happy, dancing, around. I'm like, all right,
4: I'm feeling this.
2: I'm feeling the good vibes. Also a big, like, Bruno Mars fan. But again, like, I, I like watching his videos. Uh, he's a really fun guy to watch perform. So, you know, and, you know, we'll take that pop influence and we'll make videos for Lane's Uh But, uh, so anyway, so I would like to do videos and I think, you know, and then it comes, you know, it come down to coordinating with all four vocalists and there are a lot of vocal parts. So,
4: you know, I
2: honestly do believe, you know, especially like Britney Slays, she is a busy woman. So, I would not be surprised if she like learns the parts, records them, and then doesn't think about them again. <laughs> so it's like it's like is she gonna be up for doing a long video where she needs to know the words because she's gonna be singing on video. So it all depends, but I'd love to do one. Once again, I answered your question very
0: long. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. No, no, this this is perfect for podcasts. This is how this is how it happens. The long answers are the good answers.
2: Right. Good
0: to know. I mean, all answers are good answers. It don't matter. It's appreciated all the way.
2: I can imagine it'd be worse if we're like some guests. You're like, so are you going to do some music videos? Maybe. (laughs) 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 Um,
3: So uh, I thought about this, Jason. Um, uh, Since we're all playing two roles each, we'll have to dress Heather up as Obnixilis. Is that the thing? Well, or, I, I, didn't uh, I have to dress up as Kiora in the beginning fire. and then change to Jace. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is a must. Yes.
0: <laughs> it's no longer dressing up as a wizard. It's going yep. from Kiora to Jace. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: If, if, if anything else, and we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to set Heather's hair on fire. So. Oh
4: man.
2: Um, yeah. It's gonna be tricky. It's art, man. You know for the, the music
0: this is where you start uh start collabing with collaborating with the uh mtG cosplayers out there Ooh,
2: yeah um but that's the idea here again what we want to do and then what we can do
1: <laughs> that's <is> true
2: <laughs> yeah because I've actually trust me I've thought of that I've talked to cosplayers <laughs> that stuff is not cheap. <laughs> oh.
5: Uh, well, well we... see, I mean, you could at least get the Jace Beller and K Swisses. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> those limited edition ones. I don't think you can get those very easily right now. No, did did pretty, we I'm look them sure. up? And they're like one thousand dollars for the shoes. Like when they first sold, they were yeah, selling them for three hundred dollars,
1: if not more now. <laughs> yeah,
2: right? I almost, I almost bought a pair, but I was like, don't, don't buy three hundred dollars shoes.
0: I, I was even, waiting in line appreciate. for that. Like, I was on the website, and as soon as it came live, like, I was waiting for the time, it was supposed to come live at like 11 o'clock or something. So I'm sitting there, like, okay, any minute now, I kept refreshing the page. And then when it refreshed and it was like, buy, I'm like, add to cart, and it's like, sold out. I'm like,
3: what? That quick?
0: Um,
2: there's a market for
3: magic, bro. So uh, I'm missing some context here. Are we talking about shoes? Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, we- why are Jace's shoes popular?
0: Oh, okay. Because okay. it's
3: Jace, man. Jace. Yeah, but everyone has shoes, presumably. Like, why is Jace's special? Oh, oh, it's... oh, oh so, so those, they're,
2: they're not like his shoes. Um, they were just shoes that have like his color and his symbol.
3: Oh, okay, okay. It was,
0: yeah, so it, was a, it was a limited edition. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So you okay. see it right here? Yeah. Oh, ah, yeah. Yep, those ones. Okay, okay.
0: Yeah, that's a, a special thing that Wizards did with uh, Shoemaker K Swiss. I see.
2: Yeah. Um, so it's not like actually, dude, but you know what would be dope? Some lightning greaves for like real lightning greaves. I, I'd yes or oh, or swiftfoot Swift
0: swiftfoot yeah. yeah swiftfoot
1: <laughs> yeah oh is that what I, yeah
0: what's another one a light, a lightning greaves i don't even know dude lightning greaves are one but swiftfoot boots are the other ones like those the two, two the one gives haste and
1: hexproof the other one goes haste and shroud if, oh yeah but, i mean i
2: know i know what they are but i just second you know I was like i'm like, cuz i was like they are shoes right i was yep. like <laughs> just sure or
5: they could make a jewelry line with Sol ring.
2: Uh, I'm gonna do it, dude. But,
1: but yeah. then you get all the boxes too. Oh
0: my god! See? See the the possibilities are endless. If we're gonna be talking about possibilities, they could jump into real estate and start selling tropical islands. Yeah, <laughs> they a they I do more they islands. do though.
1: Gotta remember, ice. Mr. Beast bought a tropical island one day.
0: I think I think he got that at a better deal than the OG tropical probably islands. probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Uh,
1: definitely worth more
0: yeah get some savannas going on there and in the savannas you get the savannah lions yes <laughs> more more magic card talk here oh man uh, yeah
5: you'll learn okay <laughs> um we'll get you there yeah so oh, is so, this what is the what
0: is the first thing that you would like to like when you when you start learning the cards or how to play magic like what what is your ideal situation or how do you envision it to go?
3: Well, I, yeah. So ideally it would be Jason teaching me, uh, because he already offered and he knows his stuff. Um, and ideally would be in the same room. Uh, but I don't know if, <laughs> if, if that okay, is <laughs> Yeah, in the time, in the time frame we're talking about. Uh, but, um, I will need definitely need to learn more about why everyone hates blue players and stuff <laughs> before I decide <laughs> uh, which colors to go with. If if you
1: if you want to play a single game for a couple hours, play blue. Uh,
3: all I'm gonna, all I'm say, if you want
1: to play a game in like fifteen minutes, play
0: red. Yeah. Um, don't, hate
2: on, don't, don't hate on the blues, guys. Yeah, right?
0: yeah. Right. Right. See, I'm with Jason on this color. one.
5: Change my mind.
3: Yeah. So little known fact, uh, I did actually, I don't know if I mentioned this, actually, um, I, I did actually once bought a, a deck of Magic the Gathering cards in 2010, oh. um, which was, I was, um, I was doing my army, like, uh, in, in Cyprus, it's mandatory to, for uh, um, boys to, to do, like, two years of army training yep. between 18 and 20 years. And we were posted in Crete, which is an island close to Cyprus, uh, for training for three months. And at one time, we went to a hobby shop. Um, We and it it really looked very cool. It it looked like um, to me Magic the Gathering at that time looked like Yu-Gi-Oh cards, which was something I used to play when I was a kid. But like streamlined and (laughs) like better aesthetically pleasing, like art. Yeah. That's my impression of it, um, and I bought a red and white deck, Boros deck, which nice. I, yeah, so which I still have somewhere in my room today. <laughs> I don't know where I put it, but um, I <laughs> I didn't know if anything in there was like good anymore, so I I took it to another hobby shop like last year and asked, okay, is is this something that is acceptable today? I don't know. Um, and they said, okay, these cards are all ancient, but they're all bad. So, sorry. Nope. <laughs> <Aww>.
1: <laughs> it's a starting point, though. In the modern. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a starting point in the modern.
3: Yes. It yes. gets you yeah. somewhere. Yeah. So, I do have physical cards, but um, apparently they're not very good. Hey, Aww. that's that's the they first were, step. Uh, it's
5: okay. Forever. 95% of my cards aren't very good either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, I don't know if you can see yeah. it very well, but all those cards back behind Danny over there—not good cards, really. They're just wow. commons and commons that I just kind of started so, like putting in boxes.
1: Yeah. So what? from the
2: booster I bought today, this whole big stack here is cards I'll probably never use. Wow. And this tiny this tiny stack is what I'll probably use. <laughs> so that's just kind yeah, of.
3: Yeah. W- what struck me was that when I went into the, the hobby shop, we're like. Okay, we have like eight boxes of cards here. Just get whatever you need. It's just like lands and bad cards. Get whatever you need. And it, I was like, how are, how is this thing possible? Like they're giving cards free, but I, I guess it makes sense. But like, uh, it was weird to me to have such an abundance of cards that hobby shops are giving them away for free. Like just build a deck out of these, no problem. It was cool.
2: When I was first getting into it, I went to my local game store and, you know, they sold like, you know, $5, get 200 magic cards. And I remember going to my buddy's house who was getting me into it. I'm like, dude, I got 200 for five bucks, bro. And he's just like, yeah, it was probably all shit. I was like, well, I was, dude, I was like, still like, no. Oh man, what do you mean? And yeah, so now, now it makes sense considering what I've paid for cards now.
0: <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> yeah. but that's how yeah. they get you they 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 give you the they give you the little taste there and it's just like these can be, <laughs> these can be better and then you get roped in and you keep getting them and then you open booster packs on <laughs> stream and pull a velky there
4: you go. right
5: <laughs> like my Did very remember- first pack out of my set booster it was like no? the peak it was the peak of the box and <laughs> it was just junk after that
4: oh yeah i
2: remember you know, again, first getting into this, and I, I got like a ten dollar card, and I felt disgusting. Like, how could I pay ten dollars for a card? And now that's just like laughable. Right? <laughs> yep. That 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 ten dollar
1: card's your weakest card in your deck now. Oh, See, for real, much.
2: Like, like nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah,
5: it's like not even a land. Right. <laughs> I mean, you're uh, not wrong. That's
1: yeah. That's a very weak, non-basic, <laughs> right? That's a comes into play tapped for three turns. Land. Oh, my oh that hurts. Uh, and then you have to sacrifice it to actually use its land ability. Right?
5: You get to use it one time <laughs> and you sacrifice it.
1: Oh
2: my gosh. Oh, dude, see that meme for like white card draw, and it was like it was like for one. You play an instance, like draw a card and immediately exile that card. Um, and then the flavor text was just, fuck you.
5: <laughs> I feel personally attacked by that. <laughs> I'm a predominantly white player. Oh, no.
2: Well, you know the card draw problem. You know how it is.
5: Yes, I, I know the problem all too well.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: But that's why we
5: have Core Spirit Dancer. There you go. Yeah, but that no, keeps it. Yeah.
0: Foot pegged in. In one style of deck there, JB. But it's card draw at its finest for white. And now imagine in blue, where you don't have that restriction. You can just draw all the cards you want. I don't
5: want to bring myself down to that level, so...
0: (laughs) Blue has ascended.
2: It's too late for me, man.
1: (laughs) I I just like shock people for 12.
2: Dude. What sucks is, like, when you don't even try to be a control player, but you're playing blue, you, you, like, have no choice. Like, I was playing Braids, uh, when we did, like, a, they were doing, like, a four-person game, and everything I, I had, I was like, damn, this game is literally under my control right now. Like, <laughs> I have the power. I, like, I have all these wizards, you know, so it was like, I tap my wizards, return creatures to people's hands, or... I have the one wizard where, you know, you tap a wizard and counter target spell unless they pay one. So, like, any time someone was going to do something, I literally was that guy who was like, are you sure you're going to do that? <laughs> uh, I felt so dirty, dude. So dirty. That's how,
1: that's, that's how Mad acts every single game he ever plays. So, we, felt, we, know, felt, we know that feeling.
2: Yeah, right. I felt dirty. But I liked it, you know. It's was,
1: it was terrible.
0: Welcome to Matt's realm. You, you embrace <laughs> it and you get a little smug about it, right? <laughs> Matt's did. a filthy Grixis uh, player. <laughs> oh man, Danny, yeah. you sure you sure you want to cast that Hydra right now, or JB? You sure you want to be swinging that creature at me right now? I got I got I got this mana open. I got two two tear open, and
1: and ninety five percent of the time you have no answer in your hand.
0: Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> blue. Blue is all about bluffing.
1: Matt,
5: more. It's dude. more like I've got four blue open. Do you sure you want to go to combat? Right.
0: <laughs> Damn cryptic lock. Uh, JB, I can taste dude, the but,
5: salt.
2: But, but even in blue, you can bluff and have all your lands tapped, dude. Yes. Right. Fier- Fierce guardianship, Force a will. Like
0: force a negation.
5: Yeah,
2: dude.
0: Can, can I tell oh. you of one of my best bluffs that I can still recall? This is like when yeah. I first started getting into Commander and Cyclonic Rift was like a, a $1 card. <laughs> it oh. tells you how long ago this was. Oh, went. my God. Yeah, right, right? <laughs> so, uh, so so Cyclonic Rift is this oh, uh, really strong blue card that returns everything that your opponent's controls to their hands, but you keep all your stuff on, on the board. You keep your that things broken. Yeah. It's, it's super powerful. It, it, it is a broken
1: <laughs> card. Stupid. <laughs> it's a broken card.
0: So, um, I had that in my graveyard, uh, due to, uh, due to mill. I didn't, I didn't actually get to cast it, but, mm-hmm. uh, one of my friends that I was playing against, he was losing his mind because he was like, he has, uh, it, it costs seven mana to cast. And I just kept the seven mana open for several turns and, keeping my friend on, on on high alert he's like every time it came to his turn he's like i can't do anything he's gonna cast a cyclonic rift he has it in his hand i know it <laughs> even though it's sitting in the gra- graveyard right on top and i'm like uh y- yes think that i say smugly <laughs> holding my cards and that went on and then when he's like hold on hold, hold on a second this is like two or three turns after he's like can i look at your graveyard and i'm like even even more proudly i'm like you may and he looks at my graveyard sees the cyclonic rift there he's like oh my god i can't believe you bluff me like that well
3: is that a thing can you look can you ask to see the graveyard of of yep 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 Yep. that's
0: all public information
3: yep okay wow okay that would have been useful to know three turns earlier then. (laughs) (laughs) right
4: yeah
0: It, it it made me feel so good. It's like I know that yeah. I don't got this card, but if wow. he thinks that I got it, it kept me alive for three more turns. Because I I was dead on board. I was dead to rights. I had no yeah. there. I had no no reason to win that game, but because of that, <laughs> three turns off. Best bluff. All
5: right, and that's another thing with blue. If you really want to lose friends, play <laughs> mill.
1: Yep. Or if you really want to I, play, uh, lose I, uh, friends, uh, play infect.
0: You know, I feel attacked right now.
1: Well, you should, Matt. You should. Right, Mr. Mill and Infect? Oh, no. Um,
2: dude, I, uh, the the most Millie deck I have is the Scarab God, but even that one I try not to make super heavy. But every time I Mill, I, I, again, I, I feel dirty, but it's like I got to do it. Um, funny enough, so I have uh, Yarek, the Desecrator, and... Um, and super fun deck, I love it. And I've caused. I have the the two crabs in it, the uh, ruin crab, and what's the other one? Hedric. Oh, the
5: hedron crab.
2: Yeah, I have both of those. And I have those cards alone. I think I've literally seen people in my playgroup like where I'm literally like, I think I should I just stop playing right now because they are fucking. serious. <laughs> like. That with Yarrick out, like, my buddy Jason, who got me into it. <laughs> Sorry, Jason. You're calling me out here, but <laughs> I swear there I swear there was, like, a game where he was, like, so fucking mad. Like, he had no answer to the crab, and with Yarrick, dude, I have ways to... Dude, I played, like, six lands on the same turn. Yarrick was out, and so it triggered all that, and So if you don't notice this, uh, these crabs make your opponent uh, mill three cards, which means they have to put three cards in the graveyard. Um, I have this creature card that if he's on the battlefield, then abilities trigger an additional time. So every time I'd play a land, that crab would make them mill six. Mm. So if I play six lands in one turn, that's pretty nasty. But you, you, you know what's funny is in one of my yard decks, they actually completely ganged up on me, and they, they started to get smart, because I used to have this Eldrazi Sire of Stagnation.
0: Yes, I love that yeah. card.
2: I actually ended up taking it out because everyone killed it right away, so it just wasn't worth it anymore. Um,
4: <laughs> but I took
2: it out. But in this one deck, like no one had an answer. But they, got, they caught on, they got smart, because I had Yarek out, I have that out Um, and so everyone just kept playing land because they realized like yeah they had to exile but I had to draw cards every time so they basically milled me out with my own card
0: (laughs) (laughs) yep that's the downside there's the downside to blue you can draw you can you can know too much that you that you kill yourself (laughs) you deck yourself you have no more cards you have no more knowledge yeah
2: so, uh, great game, though.
0: Great game. Well, Jason Sozos, I don't know about uh, about you guys, but I. it's super early in the morning for us here. Er, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> right? that's what, 2? Sozos is about the start day. 3 a.m. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> but I'm well, very happy uh, that we had this talk.
2: Yeah, dude. I, like I said, man, I... I really do appreciate you guys staying up so late to chat with us. Um, yeah no it was a lot of fun for me, so like I said, dude talking music and magic is I'm, I'm cool just doing that all the time. <laughs> right oh, yeah. Um, but like I said man, you know keep an eye out for uh, I guess tomorrow, yeah and um, you know we'll hopefully have some answers to some of those other questions you asked soon enough. <laughs>
0: exciting yeah. exciting give us uh give us some final plugs there uh, i know that you got some new accounts there jason where, where can people find you follow you and all this stuff
2: oh god yeah what have i done oh yeah so i'm on twitch now uh just look up my name jason Ashcraft, on twitch um i've been trying to be on discord a lot more i still don't know how that really worked or how you search for me on it but uh starchild149 is my username on that so, if you get the reference, high
0: five. Um, uh, a million and there. one there.
2: Um, but yeah, Twitch, you know, I'm, I've decided I'm going to just go over here and try to start twitching more magic stuff, because um, why not, you know, and uh so find me there. I need, I have 22 followers. Come on, guys. Give me some love. Give me some love.
5: Yeah. <laughs> That's probably 20 more than us.
4: <laughs>
1: I think it actually is. Uh, I'll yeah. give you guys a follow.
4: Don't worry.
2: <laughs> I saw you guys in my chat. I don't yeah. know
1: how I find you guys. What's your guys'
0: name?
2: I'll get it after. Yeah. Uh, anyway, anyways, You're, your plugs there.
0: right uh, now. That's more important than us.
2: Find oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Planeswalker on Instagram or Facebook. Planeswalker band on Facebook. I think it's Planeswalker Metal on Instagram. I was for a short while doing, you know, Planeswalker. So was Michael and Jason Ashcraft, but that's just way too long.
4: So yeah, um,
2: but I'm still going to keep like we're still going to keep it in the in the logo. But you know, the biggest reason for doing that is because, as you guys know, if people look up Planeswalker, they're probably going to find something Magic related. So I just needed an easier way for them to actually find the band.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But anyways, yeah, you can find us on Facebook, Planeswalker Band, find us on Instagram, uh, find me on Twitch. Um, I don't know if still just as much social media, but I'll let him answer that.
3: Yeah, well um I don't I, th- I think you covered it, Jason. Um it's Plainswalker Metal on Instagram, Plains Worker Band on Facebook. And um, yeah. I
2: think that's it. Cool <sighs> I busted out by Red Bull guess. Um, yeah, cheers, yeah.
1: We're yeah, down, Ryan. Um, how, you know? I
2: I feel like I can speak for so those here, but uh, have us on anytime, dude. You know, this is uh, always fun. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. It was great being here. Yep.
0: I will definitely oh, take cool. you up on that. Like, Sweet. uh, th- I think this is the fastest turnaround for an interview. The, the only person we've had on the podcast more than you right now, they have a record for three, and that is a MTG finance guru, Lockheed. So you guys are right behind there. We, we've had one one person on there three times. You guys are are now two. So have we
5: really had him on three times?
0: Yeah, he came on uh, one time before when Robs was running this week in MTG.
5: Oh, that's right. We did do a follow up with him. So yeah, it is three. Yep.
0: Yep. Lockheed's been right. three.
2: I'm an overachiever, man. So let's go for four. There cool. we go.
0: Right. <laughs> I'm down with this. Give me give me more hours of Magic and Metal. Yeah.
2: All right, guys. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys so much. I think I'm going to sign off here. though.
0: Jason, yeah. good night. Sozos, good right. morning. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk right. to you all later. Hey, guys. Um,
3: thank you for staying up for, the for us.
0: Oh, we don't have to work in the morning, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> cool. All
3: right,
5: guys. All right, see, ya. see ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.